Those that don't accept that and figure out how to find their purpose, why are you really here? What does that look like or feel like for you? Can all be very different and there's no rules to it. But discovering, you know, why you walk this earth, when you find that, there's really an enlightenment opportunity. You just feel differently and you see people differently. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show. I am your host. I'm so grateful to be able to sit down again with Jim Robinson who is an author, speaker, and a coach for our leadership series to talk about the potential greatness of people. He had a great thought leadership piece that came out earlier this year, and it was really about seeing the potential in people and how to develop that into the, to the greatness. I thought that was amazing, and I thought, you know what? What better for 2021 to start off with five tips to help your team grow in 2021? So stay tuned. You're not going to miss this. But before that, here is a word from your sponsor. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on site 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. Welcome to FM Evolution. I'm your host. I'm Sean Black, and we are continuing our leadership series here again. The one, the only Jim Robinson. Hey, Hey, that's it. In the house right there. Awesome to have you back on the show. Yeah, glad to be here. How's life going for you, buddy? How's Uh, Pretty outstanding. Awesome. Today, we're going to be talking uh, about growth which is a constant subject for us. And this was really based on the food for thought that you had, I thought was really good. So go ahead, I'll read it. And then I kind of want to get your feedback on it. Um, So the food for thought said, have eyes wide open to see the potential greatness in others around you. See it and support it, even when it scares them. I've experienced this with you. Help them grow, help them grow, help them grow. Support, empower, and delegate to them regularly. And watch them grow. I can tell you, seeing greatness in others takes vision and openness and to let things go and trust people will handle. Support, empower, and delegate and watch them grow. Great piece. It's a great piece. It is a great piece. You do got to watch people grow, but you got to be part of that. Because people tend to find survival skills, enhance their survival skills, not their growth skills. It's very different. 
what kind of inspired you when you're when you're writing on the subject? What were you thinking at the time? Um, usually I'm reflecting on prior experiences, of course. It's uh, maybe something that I stumbled across in my uh, my own growth and what contributed to that growth and who typically was involved in sparking that change or that growth or an acknowledgement. Somebody usually sparks that in you. Uh, somehow or another impacts that to where you think differently. And so I I would guess that I was, you know, reflecting on that and how, when I shifted um, in in my 20s, which is only a couple of years ago. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's really what it is. And uh, it's because that's really why I'm here is to grow people. I believe that in my core, uh, and my, my self-beliefs are that, I need to continually be educated, expose, gain wisdom through experience and opportunity so I can share that as a gift to uh, the people on the team and others around me. So that's really, really how I see that. The gift that keeps giving. Gift that keeps giving. It's actually great. It's one of the coolest things that, uh, side note, that I like about working with you and, and working here and being a part of the team is the growth. I mean, it's huge. And, and you know, over the six, six years I've been here, it's been just a, it's been a quite the change for me. And I, I love to see that around everyone that we have on the team. And I think it's going forward. It's an amazing thing to do for them and for us to be able to experience that. So one of the things I wanted to come up with is some tools for people that are struggling to help their team grow. And so I came up with five steps to help your team grow. And I wanted to get your input on them and see what you think. Let's do it. These are all things that we do here and uh, want to kind of elaborate on them and give people some great advice. Uh, so the first one I came up with is to help them create goals. So in the Jim uh, Robinson universe, what's the best way to help people create goals for themselves? You have to simplify it because you know what the percentages are. There's statistics on this. And there's, you know, profound studies on where the, you know, where the achievers come from and what they do and how they get there. There is no, it's not education. It's none of those things that get you there. It's the ability to track right goals and pursue goals. So it's the execution trumps education, right? Execution of anything trumps the education opportunities because it's, it's really the pursuit to get to a goal. So you have to simplify it. And for us internally, because we know most of us employ the 97%, right? They know 97% of the world doesn't write or track goals. They claim only about 3%. So the, the odds of you having a portion of those three percenters on your team is pretty slim. And so you have to simplify it. And even simplifying things like that is it, still complicated for those that don't normally write or track goals. So you simplify it. And for us internally, I have them write a single goal. It can be about anything. And then the discovery process through the week is, is I, the closeout of the Friday reports are, what did you discover that was unique, right? So I ask and implant the thought of finding uniqueness within self and ex through experience. And I always say, did you pet an elephant, right? That's a very <laughs> unique, that's a very unique and very different thing that not everybody's doing. 
and it's to open open the vision, open the the opportunities, so you see things differently. So, write a goal, call it a goal, a result, a result. What do you want to achieve this week? You can simplify the phraseology in that or the terminology because if you say goal, sometimes that can be intimidating to somebody that's just starting out and hasn't been around uh, all of the all of the kind of the talk of setting goals and achievements. So simplify that. That's critical. Keep it Ask simple. them to create it on Monday and then have a check check out on Friday. So write it, send it to whoever your leadership is. And if you're the if you're the part of the leadership that's hearing this, ask your team to write one single goal. Doesn't matter what it is, whether it's personal, professional, doesn't matter. But write down a goal of some kind and keep track of them. And it's one, what are they talking about? Are they trying to expand their career? Gives you insight from a leadership perspective, what you should be leaning in on because they're really asking for something greater. Uh, and it is a very personal then they're really not committed in their in their career path. It's a very different, uh, very different approach. So simplify what you're asking, but ask for it on Monday. So you start the week with a focus and then keep them focused on that. Awesome. Great advice. So number two on the list I have here would be to review strengths and weaknesses, right? Try to fill that gap. And we talk about this a lot. How do you work with your team to identify those strengths and weaknesses? Uh, well, the, the team themselves, one, you know, right? You know what your strength is. Most people's egos get in the way and they won't allow you to talk about the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. We all tend to see ourselves five years from today. We see everyone around us today, you know, for what they're basically doing today. Um, but we see ourselves in like this greatness because of where we believe we're going to achieve to. So, the strengths and weaknesses are is really very candid conversations and giving them a safe place to do that. Uh, and I, for me, I do it. I, I share my weaknesses. I say I'm the ceiling or the lid, as John Maxwell would say, I'm the lid of the company. I'm the lid of where we're going to grow unless we continually expand the others in the space because we're greater as, as a group than we are as one. And so if, if you have some humility as a leader, here's a weakness. Just tell them, here's, here's a weakness today that I found, and here's what I'm doing to solve that. And that could be delegating to somebody that has a strength in that space, or it could be an education process. What, you know, what do you need to learn or change to get better at, you know, whatever that is. Maybe it's an experience. Maybe it's an education. Maybe it's a, talking to a mentor trying to get some additional you know, experience. But create a comfort around that and then praise the strengths. If there is a strength that you regular, you know, it's not a wants, but it's a regular strength, you can really lean in on that and enhance that. Love that. And I love from a leadership standpoint, when you do that and when leaders do that, it really humanizes where you guys are and, and makes it so much easier to relate to the, the people that are leading you, which I, yeah. which I think is really important. Yeah, it shows that the leadership is same as everybody else. You put yep. your pants on one leg at a one time. One leg at a time. <laughs> I use a springboard and I try to get both legs at one time. Yeah. More an activity, but just, not just work. kidding on that. <laughs> <laughs> so number three I have on here, which is interesting, is they help them understand their purpose. And this is more complicated, I think, uh, if you make it complicated, 
but we've kind of gone through and there's a couple different exercises that we've done. Um, so, but I kind of want to get your feedback on your experience of working with people and helping them to understand their purpose. Um, well, if, if you've ever read the Bible, whether you're religious or not, it, it talks about, you know, a man or a person, I'll say in, in open terms here, a person without a vision will fail or perish, it says, means your, your ideas, your drive will, will, will fail. It'll, it'll perish. It'll go away. So you have to have a vision for yourself and, you know, uh, think and grow rich defines it as your purpose, your why, you know, why are you here? And it's uh, oddly enough, most people never discover this because no one really asks you to go on this journey, right? Yeah. Nobody typically does that. Um, so you really, a lot of people go and they say, well, I need to work and I need to retire and then I die. And then, you know, that's kind of the American way or the, just the way those that don't accept that and figure out how to find their purpose. Why are you really here? And what does that look like or feel like for you? It can all be very different and there's no rules to it, but discovering, you know, why you walk this earth, when you find that there's really an enlightenment opportunity. You just feel differently and you see people differently. Um, so I try to take people through a process. Um, I don't try, I do this. Sometimes they reject it. Sometimes they resist continually because they really are scared to really discover why they're here. And we all go through that. I did it. I mean, everybody goes through that fear factor, but it's, you got to learn to dance with the fear and get through it to find your true purpose while you're here. My purpose is to grow, teach and grow others. Uh, I've done all kinds of brain studies on myself. I've done all kinds of testing. It all goes back to that exact same thing. I felt it in my heart, in my soul of, of why I'm here. And we use our companies or our careers as vehicles. They're not fixing widgets is what I'm in the business of doing. It's a vehicle. We, we work every day to master that and how we respond and how the team responds. But it's a vehicle to serve a greater purpose. That purpose for me is growing people. And we've, we've grown countless people that went on to run uh, state organizations, run various different companies from directors to VPs. And I'm not tooting my own horn, except I'm tooting their horns because they went on a process all I did was give them some tools and they capitalized on those tools and it enhanced them immensely. So there is opportunity. You can go online and find a, oh, it's a one pager, literally find a one pager and you can go through a process to go through your own discovery, but living and dying, living, retiring and dying doesn't have any appeal to me. It, it did when I was a kid, what can I do? How can I make all this money? And then how can I retire? And then all of a sudden you find there, you discover your purpose. Retirement is no longer even something you think about. You really, truly try to find every possible way to can you continue to stay in your purpose and your focus and your why and deliver on that nonstop. Doesn't matter what you have in your pockets. It matters what your why is. Now that you know that why and you've helped them to kind of identify that, you've gone through that process. One of the things I had on here is for you, number four, is to develop a training plan, right? And so one of, uh, well, once you have all this information, what's the best way or that you recommend developing that training plan? So training needs to definitely be aligned with whatever the vehicle is that is producing results for all of the people employed. 
So in our case, we're in the facilities business. We need to make sure we're aligned with our training to continually to enhance that vehicle. Yes, we fix widgets all day long, and we do that at a very high level, but we have to continually train on that. So it's very specific to enhancing that vehicle. This morning, we went through the exercise of core values, what our mission is each day to a, to you know feel and realize our vision. And our vision is there because it's going to enhance what our purpose is. And those really are the stepping stones that you core values is, is your founding, you know, the way you were born from that, it enhances your mission. Why do you go to work every day to get to your vision? What is that pie in the sky? So you keep doing this every day to get to this. And then that is enhancing your true walk of life, your true purpose of being here. So as you go through that journey, you continually train through the culture, but it has to be aligned with the, the business. Uh, Chick-fil-A does this masterfully. Raising mm-hmm. Cane's does this masterfully. These guys, that they, they teach you all of the moving steps. It's not to master those individual. It's to show you where you have to build to. And sometimes you start at the bottom to work your way up. And these companies, of course, do this in a very rapid, highly professional way of training. Yep. But it's training specific in their vehicle. If you've ever heard Dan Cathy talk from Chick-fil-A, his purpose is growing and changing the world through teenagers. It isn't about chicken sandwiches. Chicken sandwiches is the vehicle, but it provides a means to the purpose and his true why. So it's keep training masterfully for your career space, but understand that it's truly a vehicle for a greater purpose. And what is that is that's, that's the discovery process. That's awesome. So now we've gone through all these steps. We've figured out our purpose, how, why we're here, the training on how to grow us into our professional careers and use it as a vehicle. Celebrating the wins is my step number five. And I don't, not everyone does this really well, but how important do you think is uh, celebrating the wins for people who are going through this, this growth process? Um, for us, it's, um, I would say it's a weakness in within the company that for some of the people that are employed here, and the reason I say it's a weakness for some of us is because everybody has a very different expectation of what a reward is. Mm. And when you set a standard that you continually raise your own standards and your own bar, you get there, you win something and you move on and you continually stretch and reach to the next level. You really have to figure out on an individual basis, particularly if you have a a leadership group, as we do, we have different levels of management. You need to really figure out what a win feels like for those individuals. And that's a very difficult journey. If you make the exact same win relevant or not relevant in some cases, is you give the same widget or the same kudos in the same way across the board, It'll be well received by some and resented by others. So if you give a if you give a fifty dollar uh, spoof or whatever you want to call it, just here's a bonus, you know, go get lunch type thing. One person will say, "Whoa, that's amazing! That is so nice," and the next person was like, "It's only fifty bucks." 
it's a different bar. It's a different standard. So you yeah. really got to touch those lives individually. And sometimes you do that emotionally. It's not always financial, but you can do that emotionally. And you can do that in a very different way. Sometimes it's very private. Sometimes it's alone in the office. Sometimes it's in front of a group of people, but you got to go, you have to literally go on that journey. So celebrating the wins. In a more generic way, we do a, a monthly celebration and we do it departmentally. Uh, so we go company-wide, anniversaries, birthdays. We do uh, biggest wins. So how did we open with another client? How are we adding value to somebody else's life? We, we celebrate adding value to somebody. Uh, and then the individual. So we do that on a monthly, pre-scheduled, fairly generic way, but it's consistent. And even though it, some people don't show up because it's all Zoom today, but some mm -hmm. people don't show up or participate. That's not, that's not what matters. So what matters is they know that it's happening. They know there's a celebratory event for a win, even if they don't happen to show up. They know it's happening because they get the calendars. So schedule something very, you know, very, uh, very methodical so people know to show up. And then also have the, the pats on the back, a one-on-one -on -one time, the emotional connection. It'll drive a very different result. That's awesome. So celebrate the wins, but celebrate. do it in a very personal way. Do it in a personal way. Yeah, as personal as you can smart. without crossing lines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> California. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's great. That is, that makes sense. Uh, so help them create their goals, review the strengths, help them to understand their purpose, uh, and then develop that training plan very specific to their career path and, and then, and, and help them to find the way they're going to be serving other people in that career path. And then celebrate the wins in a very personal way. You got to keep that training focused on what that vehicle is. So in our case, we're in the facilities business. You got to keep all that training aligned. So it maximizes that vehicle to serve everybody's purpose at work there. That's really, really important. So you keep training in, in a very specific way for, you know, we install widgets or we repair widgets, whatever. You got to keep training on that. That's very, really, really, really important that you're very methodical in that way. And because it, it makes that vehicle function better, so you can serve whatever that purpose or that calling is. Not that. Well, we're going to wrap up, uh, but you know, I didn't, you know what I forgot to ask you? Yeah. I forgot to ask you what you're reading right now. Ooh, it's, um, here, let me look it up really quick. It has to do with, um, you know, we all got stuck this over these last personality isn't permanent. That's the, that's the latest book. Personality isn't permanent. And the author, uh, if I can read this thing, <laughs> yeah. personality isn't, isn't permanent. And, reason I'm reading this book is, is um, it's by Benjamin Hardy and he's a, he's a psych doctor. It's, it has to do with our psychology. You know, years ago we started learning about all these great tests, Enneagram and uh, disc profiles, assessments, all kinds of things. And then we started using them to be able to plant labels on everybody. And so frequently I say, you got to throw that out and you got to put personality back in. And then you see, go back to your core values of who you are and why you're here. If you throw out all of that personality stuff, we didn't know all these things many years ago and relationships were deeper, you know, more profound, uh, not as many. You, you weren't connected to, you know, the 8,000 people on LinkedIn, you know, 20, <laughs> 20 years ago. Exactly. There, there were more, more 
more complex, more emotion, more feeling. Uh, there was more trust factor. There was all kinds of different things. So reading this book, I wanted to kind of go on a discovery in the opposite direction. I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm certified in all kinds of different tests and assessments, but let's get certified in just being real and using our true core beliefs to do that. Well, this book speaks into that and it says, you know, personalities can change. You know, we say they don't change this book contradicts all of that. Hmm. And so I love the opposing views. I, it opens me. It makes me think differently. But I do say sometimes we we overthink the DISC. We use it all the time or the Enneagram or your numbers. And, and really the reality is, is that, you know, we've figured out how to do relationships well before science showed yeah. up. And the science sometimes adds an unnecessary complication. They give you labels. And when you get a label, then you adjust into your label versus continually grow. So this is a good book. Read it. That's an interesting idea. Going in, uh, going through an organization and then having been labeled a, a, you know, a DI, for example, do you act as if the DI or do you adjust, you know, if you're only focusing on this is who I am all the time, yeah. where's the growth? That's ah, really interesting. Well, you can look at this. You can look at the studies. Yeah. And you can look at your own testing. You've probably tested and retested. Yeah. And you can you can see when you discuss more of whatever your profile is that it becomes enhanced. And the other profiles that you haven't been labeled either suppress or unchange. Yeah. But the labels that you do have, if you're a D as an example, your D is either higher or managed. So it becomes more influenced by label. We get this, uh, you know, across all all illnesses, benefits, disabilities, you know, all of those things are done, are done based on some kind of a label. And years ago, I, I used to say, quit labeling people, right? You know, the, the Disabilities Act, the ADA, American Disability, those things started labeling people. And those, those people just have a better gift or a different gift than the rest of us. And there, there's really no different other than they just got different gifts. Mm-hmm. And so going through the labeling process, finding a book that actually kind of discusses what my opinions are, it was great because it's kind of a re- reinforcement of what I believe. Uh, it, stay away from the labels. Use them. Use the tools for what it is. Put an amount of, you know, put an amount of value in it, but don't use it exclusively. And I've done that. I'm guilty of that. I've used it exclusively for hiring people on sight unseen. Use a profile. Say, yeah, let's hire them. We've had some successes with that, but more times than not, it's not that great. So use everything, but go back to the handshake, the hug, the, the direct connection, develop trust, get a deeper connection to people. What was the name of that again? One more time. What the, the name of the book? One more time. Uh, personalities. I got to look it back up. <laughs> it's uh, personality isn't permanent. Personality isn't permanent. I think to my and list it, because that's altered seems... and changed by your Very own influence. Yeah, I'm going to add that to my list. That is very interesting. I definitely want to read that one. Well, we're out of time, Jim Robinson. Never out of time. We're at well for this podcast today. We got to pause. (laughs) We're going to pause. Awesome. Until next time. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, It was really awesome to have you on and great advice. Love the steps. Love the the advice behind the growth. And we'll continue to have you on and help people 
to uh, to grow their teams and, and continue to grow their companies and through great leadership. So thank you very much. And then uh, for all of those who are watching on YouTube, don't, don't forget, you hit that little bell to get those notifications. You hit subscribe. And then uh, we'd love to hear from you. So leave comments on the channel and uh, on uh, iTunes. Jim, we'll see you next time, buddy. Outstanding. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. See you later.